The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Bunker Mania. And Happy New Year to you because we are now in the year 2022. And you know what else is significant about saying the number two quite a lot of times? It means there are two of us on the line as per usual. Because please give a warm welcome to my co-host. Let's see, how shall I address him this time? If he is King Woods, I am Kofi Kingston. It is the Decadane, also known as Mr. Ian Bolton. Good sir, how the devil are you and Happy New Year. I am doing wonderfully well. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Jeremy. And yes, it's day five of... 2022, which means we're four days behind on day one. Um, yes. <laughs> Fingers on the pulse. Fingers on the pulse, everyone. I mean, Hopefully. hey, I don't we, know. Are, we, are, we are within one calendar week of the show having taken place. Yes. Yes. Which for us is great. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting off 2022 with a bang. <laughs> starting off strong. <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness, actually, before we go any further, so I don't lose track of where I am. First mm. of all, thank you very much for tuning in today. If you are in the Twitch chat, let us know what you think throughout this program. You can do so through that channel indeed. Of course, if you want to give the channel a follow, we would be very, very appreciative of that as well. That way you will know when we go live again with the likes of Bunker Mania and other great content here on Bunkerzilla, including our monthly quiz game show, Quiz Smash. Make sure you tune in. It is a great laugh on the last Friday of each and every month. You can also support us here on Twitch by subscribing as well. So why don't you do that and get yourself some emotes in the process? And finally, if you are watching the replay over on the Bunkerzilla YouTube channel, please do us a massive favor. Give us a like and give us a subscribe if you feel so inclined to as well. Helps us out quite a lot. And of course, if you want to find us on the likes of Twitter, you can do so on at Bunkerzilla UK. And of course, Mr. Decadanian Bolton, sir, there is also the Bunkerzilla Facebook group where people can find us as well. Yes, head to facebook.com slash UK and join the stomping grounds for more fun chatter from wrestling and the world of geek and pop culture. But um, big question, obviously we've come out of the Christmas holidays. Any particular wrestling related Christmas presents you got this year? I mean, I got some good wrestling. Like, I'll take that. Like, I've watched a heck of a lot of wrestling the past week. Like, with it being Christmas, I've indulged in a lot of Japanese wrestling, more specifically, mm -hmm. the past week. So I got to watch some ridiculous stuff and amazing stuff. Some of which I might chat at the end, depending how we're doing for time or on a future episode. But yeah, I just, nope. got, I just got the gift of, of good wrestling. How about yourself? Well, I think I actually got something. Got, oh, no. If I can, if I can take it. If you can dig it, you dig for it the in, your, for, in your studio. <laughs> for, the, for the benefit of the audio listeners of the podcast, I'm about to show this lovely Young Bucks book that I got for... Oh, the book for, that they were advertising most of the year on Dynamite. Yes. Yes, I wanted Mox as well, but Mox isn't available in the UK yet. Um, I think, obviously, because of COVID and supply issues and stuff like that. But uh, I wanted to read the, the Young Bucks uh, Killing the Business book. And yeah, I'm just being more, more inclined to read a lot more like biographies and so forth so uh yes i'm looking forward to reading that one over the coming months do you know what i will give you a good book book recommendation it's one of my favorite wrestling books have you ever read the death of wcw 
I've heard of it. It's a really, really fun read. I think there might even be an audiobook version of it now as well. It was done by Brian Alvarez of Figure Four Online Wrestling Observer and also mm. R.D. Reynolds of WrestleCrap. Mm. So okay. they, they have like a fun a fun take on the death of WCW. And I think a few years ago, there was like an expanded edition, which I meant to get my hands on. But that that's always been a favorite read of mine. It really adds some great context for why WCW is no longer a thing. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got I've got audio as well, uh, or, or audio audible. I've got audible as well, <laughs> and um, no, I've got I've got the Drew McIntyre book uh, on the audiobook, which is I think the one he did with WWE just a year after he beat Brock. So that might mm. be that might be something to nice to enjoy. I I'm I'm looking forward to if Mox does the audiobook, and I think he is due to do the audiobook version of it as well. I think mm. listening to Mox kind of. Go through his go through his writings and speak will be actually quite quite insightful, and I think also a lot damn entertaining as well to boot as well. So I'm actually quite looking forward to that one. I, I oh, found yeah. this is a bit of a of a digression, but we're going to stick with it for a second. Okay, I've always found the concept of an audiobook very interesting, more so from the perspective of you've got to read the book, but in mm. theory you've got to read it straight for want of a better word. Like you could probably add your own inflections and tone. But mm. in theory, you've already done that with the words you've written. Mm. So you can't necessarily add words because you're trying to read it verbatim. Yeah. So uh, I've always found like the, the concept of recording an audiobook has always fascinated me in that sense. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I tend to listen to audiobooks a lot when I'm doing long distance driving. It's like, I don't yeah. really do it like a Monday nine to five sort of thing. Um, but if I'm doing like when I've done long trips up to say, uh, Manchester way or even as far as Scotland and all that sort of stuff I'll, I'll be listening to like audiobooks or even audio audio comedies audio dramas and even podcasts as well so it's like spoken word is a lot more engaging sometimes than listening to music music is great to listen to on the road but sometimes mm. you just want to keep your mind focused a little bit of audiobooks and stuff go a long way anyway. I do want I do genuinely wonder how Mox's audiobook will sound though that sounds quite <laughs> it, that sounds quite fantastic as a prospect I'm I'm looking forward to it. If he does it, I'll, I'm absolutely downloading that without <laughs> without fail, without fail. But anyway, and you know what? One day, Ian, he will get to that. But you know what? <laughs> one day we're getting to it's day one, the premium live event from the WWE that took place this past Saturday on the first day of the new year. That being day one. The 010122 of day one of the first day of 2022. Are you happy with yourself with that? Are you really happy with yourself with that tedious link? I mean, look, you know what? I somehow made it work and then ruined it. So I'll take that as a win. <laughs> I, 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 I did serve that up to you, didn't I? I was saying day one. Speaking of day one, let's speak about day one. So oh. I, mentioned, I mentioned it there in passing. Premium live events. <laughs> Because this is uh, also shout out to Harriet Manga Girl in the chat. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, the, the, the idea they're calling it a premium live event. I need to ask you because you watch WWE far more regularly than I do at this point. Is this a brand new term for the year, or is this something that I've just really not noticed in quite a while? Uh, this is a brand new term which they came up and started at day one. So up and up and up until day one actually started, it was pay-per-view. And now it's premium live event. So it's like, wow, this must be a special event because all the other ones are just standard, standard live events. Premium means something happens. But knowing WWE, 
and <laughs> the way they do like pay-per-views or premium live events as they now call them now it's like yeah sometimes it'll just be like a normal episode of raw or smackdown and that's not premium enough <laughs> so the reason i mention this is because i as a concept you're gonna hear me say the word concept a lot tonight by the mm. way everybody i'm just putting it out there now but as a concept the f- calling an event a premium live event i think is actually a very good idea because let's be fair, no one by default you call it a pay per view, but no one buys pay per views because WWE have killed their own pay per view business. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. That said, as one of my friends astutely pointed out to me, which I hadn't thought about until he said it, and I almost couldn't stop laughing when he mentioned it. Mm. When he hears the phrase "premium live event," he doesn't think of wrestling. He thinks of something, let's say, perhaps more of an erotic nature that you oh, might no. indulge in. Oh no. Which I have to say, <laughs> I don't disagree with. Like I, now, this just makes me think that Vince was just wants hot, sweaty wrestling. It's premium, and it's and it's live. Yes, book it. But then, like you say, though, this also does now mean is every single former pay per view now going to be called a premium live event? And are we going to have to constantly hear coming up at the Royal Rumble premium live event? Or WrestleMania Night 1 premium live event. And then the day after, the WrestleMania Night 2 premium live event. <laughs> like... I think I think they'll, I think they'll keep... Refer- Obviously, they're going to keep referring to it as premium live events. That, that's a given now. And that's that's the way forward. But uh, I, can't, I can't imagine them going to that level. But then again, this is WWE, where last year's WrestleMania, they kept shouting about Snickers during the most random parts of a match. Well, what, was that, like, what was that bud light celts or whatever it was well, that during was, the NXT that was, show. That was NXT. That was NXT. That was back in the old days of NXT. Whereas whereas last year's WrestleMania was all about the, oh, and you see that Sasha Banks has just suplexed Bianca Belair off the turnbuckle. And you know what makes me hungry? Snickers! Snickers! Get some! <laughs> Meanwhile, back to the action. And by the way, just as Bianca Belair is doing the kiss of death, have you ever thought about getting Snickers? Snickers! Get some! Oh, and she's won the belt. <laughs> oh, a super kick right to the face. The face where she would eat a Snickers bar. <laughs> or something like that. You know what oh. else as well? I will say this about premium live events. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and keep this going. I promise everyone. So PPV is pay-per-view. It's an acronym of yes. pay-per-view. Has anyone yes. considered that PLE, the acronym, is plea? Is it is it WWE's plea to get people to watch a premium live event? Possibly. I'm not sure. <laughs> Basically, obviously, this is part of obviously trying to make the brand seem special and unique. So rather than saying pay-per-view, premium live event means obviously the highest quality stuff is going to happen on this very card. Not necessarily true with day one for most of it. I would I would say there's probably about three matches that actually earn like that sort of premium sort of status. And we'll talk about that in a few moments in the play-by-play. Um, but yeah, it, it, this seems like very much like a WWE marketing slang thing of trying to sound cool and hip to all the cool to all the cool audiences. Wicked cool. Which I, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I can never pull off. I bet you if WWE would have given the chance, they would have somehow thought of an acronym of NFT to call a live event. Oh, no. no okay, no. Look, okay. you know what? I'm going to derail this even more. So, hypothetically, oh, no. hypothetically, <laughs> if we were going to try and make an acronym for NFT to somehow mean a pay-per-view event, what could it be? Wait, 
as in we change it. We're changing the name of non-fungible token. Yeah, so, no, to so something. from non-fungible token, what would you change it to in the context of a WWE event? Now, fists, turnbuckles. <laughs> I can't think of it. I don't know head. if this works, but how about the newfangled tangle? Oh God! <laughs> the Royal Rumble newfangled tangle. Watch it live. <laughs> Oh, that sounds that sounds just really appealing. It's like you want the new fangled tangle? Well, you want to watch the Royal Rumble, right? <laughs> right. Oh, so, I think I have to um, go and make an advert based on that now. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> so, we are talking about day one, which took place on the first day of the year we are currently in of 2022. Mm -hmm. I know we spoke about it previously. I think it was around Survivor Series time when this was first mentioned, and I was just. I, I vaguely recall not being enthralled with that as a concept. I think I've, the I, I think you you just didn't give a shit. Is is the correct? Oh, you, you flatter me with that saying. <laughs> oh, I try to, I try to, but obviously the 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 Twitch logo or the Twitch creator logo style logo of day one didn't really help. Uh, help, I, much, I honestly. I looked at that logo and all the branding. I just thought we were watching Raw. Yeah. It yeah. reminded me so much of the current Raw logo and just the whole aesthetic that they put next to it. it, it in some places, it did just feel like an episode of Raw. Hmm. Well, considering nearly uh, uh, four out of the six matches on the card were, were Raw-focused anyway, so it's hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like you should have just called, this is the Raw exclusive pay-per-view day one. But then again, we don't do exclusive pay-per-views anymore or premium live events. The Raw like exclusive new fangled tangle. Tangle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're you're going to be milking that for all of 2022, aren't you? At least, <laughs> at least, at least, Ian, for one episode of Bunker Mania. <laughs> I don't think it could work with AEW stuff. It's <laughs> it's Battle of the Belts, Newfangle Tangle Premium Live Event. <laughs> the oh. special on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but the day one yeah. as a concept, though, like, honestly, to, to perhaps give a little bit of an... A, uh, a preview as to what I thought. Overall, I actually think this event worked very well as a concept in in, yeah. in practice. Because, I mean, admittedly, the idea of watching a WWE show on New Year's Day did not flatter me whatsoever. Not helped by the fact I watched the Pro Wrestling Noah show that took place at Budokan Hall that same day, and that was freaking phenomenal. But mm. considering I watched this pretty much immediately after watching the Noah show. I actually thought this was a very solid show, and given how things turned out, there was a there was a special feeling in the air in that building, which I think helped as well. And as we're going to get to, the crowd were really up for this show, mm. and that helped a heck of a lot to really make it feel premium. Yeah, I think the December and not having a pay-per-view helped, I think, with WWE sort of scheduling and as a way, because obviously we go from Survivor Series into TLC, and then we go into to Royal Rumble, but I think just not having a pay-per-view in December because of how busy everything is around December, obviously with Christmas and New Year, I think just gave us a bit of time just to kind of just relax for the rest of the year and then get going, as they kind of said, it all kicks off on day one, all that sort of stuff. Um, but no, I, 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 I'm with you. I think the show as a concept is quite cool, I guess, for wrestling fans. So it's the first day of the year. And you, you've highlighted it already in this episode, but there's a lot of wrestling going on this week. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, we might as well kick off the wrestling 
with WWE and then we move over to Wrestle Kingdom and then we've got AEW and then we've got Battle of the Belts and all that sort of stuff. <coughs> Sorry. Fluid's going there's so much there. wrestling, you, you, you can't breathe. <laughs> there's, there's so much wrestling and I'm coughing right now. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, it's just... I, it's all that newfangled tangly and it's too much. I mean, I can't... When, did New Year's versus, uh, did the New Year's Revolution, uh, the one where Edge cashed in on Cena, did that take place on New Year's Day as well? Many that years ago. That was oh five oh six time. I don't know. Let me look off. I'll keep going while uh, while you you talk. Yeah, because I, I was kind of felt, I kind of felt if it's like a nice special like themed show. I mean, again, we we've kind of gone back with WWE sort of like standard theming for like all their main PP, premium live event shows. I was about to say PPV. <laughs> PPV? I don't know what I'm going on with. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, we, we've, we've got it all very samey. And it's like, sometimes if you want these big, because they were trying to make, obviously they want to make this a big event and they wanted to give it that big event feel. I, I guess sometimes a bit of theme setting now and then doesn't really hurt. I can, I can, I can live with B, with the B-level pay-per-views having the standard sets. But if you're doing something like you want to do this every year moving forward with day one, make it special. Make it really special and don't use the raw color palette. Mm. That's, all, that's all I'd say on it. But yeah. So just for reference, New Year's Revolution uh, 2005, which was not mm. the Edge Cash-In, but that was the first one of that name. That was okay. on January the 9th. Okay, so just near the start. And 2006 was January 8th, one year, yeah, one year later. Okay. That was the year that Edge cashed in. So it, it within the first week of January is one way to put yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where my kind of, my thoughts have kind of gone with like the, the event as a concept. I think it can work. And obviously when a whole card is kind of like firing on all cylinders, I think it's an amazing start to kick off a year of wrestling. Um, and I think for its first one, I think this, I think this day one event was was pretty good. I mean, started off well, sags a bit in the middle, ends with an almighty. And I, 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 it's like we'll talk about it, but I feel it's like I feel I feel like I have the most. And <laughs> the irony of this this word is because it's linked with WrestleMania this year. I've had the I had the most stupendous time with like the main event, but then I'm also going. I thought the main event was amazing, but then I'm going. But I have questions and I have thoughts and all that sort of stuff, but. But the fact is, I came out of the show kind of shocked. Buzz. It's like I'm shocked at things that happened, but I'm but I'm not overtly yeah. angry about it. But I'm still excited. But I'm. It's like you get a wave of emotions. You're angry. You're shocked. You're hurt. You're disappointed. You're confused. You're you're elated. You realize certain things could possibly happen now, and it's like, hey, or certain <laughs> things could happen in the few hours, apparently, before the show even begins. Because yes. the, the big headline going into this event, if you, in the nicest way to put this, for those watching and or listening, if you've lived under a rock and somehow didn't know this, like both me and Ian apparently were, <laughs> um, Roman Reigns was off the show because he got diagnosed with COVID. So yep. Lesnar was then put into the Fatal 4-Way championship match, making it a Fatal 5-Way WWE Championship match. Yeah. Uh, now, admittedly, I didn't know this happened, and I watched this what January first, like, well, no, the next day. So I literally somehow just didn't know, and well, that's just because I, that's just me, whatever. But I mean, what I did, I think I watched it like first first thing on the second of January. Basically, I got I got up, I just booted up the network, and I just pressed play, and I hadn't looked at my phone because I didn't want it to be spoiled. 
But yeah, you have you have the intro video play out and all that sort of stuff. And then at the end, we have breaking news. It's like, right? what? It's like, what? <laughs> it was really weird the way WWE did it because they added a bit into the intro video package. Yeah. Announcing there had been a change. Mm. And then they went to the announcers who announced there had been a change. Yeah. It, 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 you could tell it felt a bit disjointed and whatnot. I but, think um, it was, I think, oh, I think the, the news probably first broke during the kickoff show. I think that's probably what happened. And I haven't seen the kickoff show, to be based honest. On, so. If I recall correctly, based on what the announcers said, it, the news broke, there was a press release, quote mm. unquote, at 6, 6 p.m. Eastern time, and the show began at 8 p.m. Eastern. So the decision would have come in about... Well, this is the thing. 11 p.m. UK time? It, it was, yes, it was announced two hours before the show. But I mm. I have questions as to how long they knew about this, but we'll, mm. that's a debate for another time, perhaps. But I guess yeah. you mentioned the kickoff show. I have not seen it. Did you watch it at all? Uh, no, no. But I know I well, they, they did highlights on the main show, but we know it was uh, Cesaro and Ricochet versus Sheamus and Holland, uh, Rich Holland, um, which seemed to be. An all right match until Ridge Holland got his nose broken by a flip from Ricochet. Um, they do play it, I think, on the actual main show. It looks mm. quite nasty as well. Um, and then basically Sheamus had to kind of fight off uh, both Cesaro and Ricochet. So it's like they had a weird, as other people were saying, they had a weird sort of flip of, of face-heel dynamics. Sheamus still won. So they still won at the end of the day. But it was just like it was a very, I think the Ridge Holland uh, injury kind of derailed what the the I think the overall sort of essence of that match. Um, mm. Hopefully, it's a quick, speedy recovery for Ridge because um, he's not been too lucky with injuries. He had a very nasty uh, spell out with an ankle injury. Uh, I think at the start of last year as well. So, mm. so yeah. Hopefully, he'll recover. I mean, I I do like the idea of Sheamus and Ridge Holland together as like Sheamus the the master and. And Ridge Holland, the um, the uh, sycophantic sort of fanboy at the moment, said, "Oh, we, oh, we used to watch Sheamus in our pubs when I used to play rugby." And I, I, apologies, this is a terrible Ridge Holland impersonation, but this is basically the essence of his character so far. So, so Ridge Holland was up late watching WWE pay per views yes, in a pub. After, I mean, that doesn't surprise me because I've heard apparently uh, they're really good fun. After 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 he's been told he can't he can't do rugby because he's too violent for rugby. <laughs> He's too it, violent for rugby. I don't know. He, uh, but Rich Holland is a former rugby player in the UK, uh, retired probably through to injury or something like that, and made the transition over to wrestling and so forth. Um, and it's like, I, from what I've seen of him, I, I think he does have that sort of ideal look that McMahon looks for in those sort of big, beefy guys, I suppose. Um, it's like, at times, it's like he did, he did kind of look like, like a very, very young fresh face like little baby Brock Lesnar. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. No but such thing um, ever exists. Maybe. Oh. So the opening match on the show was a match I've never seen before. Ian. Never seen never. before? Never. It was, it was the Usos versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Yes. Now, it, obviously I'm being very sarcastic in how I said that. But that's not to actually that's not actually a detriment because although I have seen it countless times, they never have a bad match. And no. boy Ian were this crowd up for this match and boy did this match deliver. This was great. It's a good fun reliable opener. Um also I think it's Xavier Woods hometown Atlanta. Yeah. So obviously you got the hometown pop. Obviously WWE reels mean 
hometown heroes lose. Yep, this is exactly <laughs> what something. I thought. As soon as they referenced it, it's like he's going to lose. Yeah, uh, the Usos are winning this, aren't they? But this is the thing: they there's like they have great chemistry. They always have a good match. I think the, I think anyone didn't. I think everyone just didn't mind who won the end. Even the New Day's picked up the belts. If the Usos retained, I think as long as they had a fun, entertaining match in the middle that gave a lot of energy to the crowd for the crowd to be invested in this was always going to be a fun little match. And I think this was very, this was a very nice way to kick off the premium live event. <laughs> I will say that when they were talking about, as the, before the match got underway, they talked about how the match came to be. Yeah. Uh, it seemed very weird. It was like the New Day somehow cheated to get a title shot, but it was like, you know what? I'll, I can't be asked to think about it too much. I, I, mean, they've, the match. I mean, they've been kind of feuding since uh, Xavier won King of the Ring at Crown Jewel. Um, uh, I'm whole... sorry, do you not mean they've been feuding for years? Oh, and then for feuding for years. But it's kind of like the feud <laughs> kind of restarted again when they when they did Crown, just after Crown Jewel. We had the whole thing of will Xavier bend the knee or Roman bend the knee? And it's kind of, it's been kind of like an underflowing sub-story, I guess, with the whole oh, sort okay. of rock side of things. So this is just kind of just like a, a extension of that, really. Um, okay, I mean, I don't know if they're going to carry on with this storyline through into to Mania season. There are other tag teams on SmackDown that they could start looking at. We've got Viking Raiders. We've got um, we've got Las, uh, Los Lotharios as well. Um, yeah, there, and yeah, there are some there are some possibilities there. But I would not be surprised if we have another match between these two at the Royal Rumble, and that would be perfectly fine. Perfectly so, fine. At this point, how many more pay per views are there before Mania? Because there's obviously Rumble. I guess yep. Fastlane is Elimination yep. Chamber still a thing. We probably have another Saudi show as well. So we have about four. Let me guess: the greatest yeah. WrestleMania. <laughs> no, the most stupendous WrestleMania in April. In oh no, Texas. no, no, sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry, Ian, we're all wrong. The most premium WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> the most stupendously premium WrestleMania live event experience ever in 3D. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? Why not at this point? Why not? Why make not? It, Why make not? It four, make it 4D. There you go. Think about that. Oh God! Get all the seats moving as well. So when. <laughs> When you get so a power slam, is... when you go power slam, you suddenly feel, Ugh. oh, <laughs> when you get RKO, your seat suddenly just drops down. And when Riddle throws off his shoes, you just get attacked by birds. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or as Harriet Manga, Manga Girls just said in the chat, how about in 4K? I'm surprised they haven't made the leap to 4K yet, because a lot of sports channels like BT Sport and Sky have already done like the, four, the 4K kind of flick over. Now, um, Ian, I need to ask you an important question about this. Okay. Do you really want to see, and I mean this with the greatest will in the world, an, an incredibly sweaty Brock Lesnar in 4K? I mean, isn't that part of his character? The next match on the card <laughs> was Drew McIntyre defeating Mad Cat Moss. Yay! A match which no one gave two shits about. <laughs> the, so, what didn't help was the the god awful utter dross of jokes that <clears throat> whatever his name is now the happy Mad happy happy ass Corbin and Mad Cat Moss yeah. yeah. before that this, this after the thing that's annoying and this kind of sums up the show in many ways mm. you had some really good matches the crowd were really up for this show like we've talked about and mm. it's like you have amazing opening tag team match. And then you have, with the greatest respect in the world to the two guys in there, 
you have yeah. this match and the bit before it, which just killed the momentum completely. Yeah, I mean, there's no with with respect to the performance. There's no there's I don't see the reason why this had to be on a big stage event like day one. This could have this could have been a kickoff match as well. This could have literally it, it, been a couple of minutes. If it had been really yeah. fast, bam, 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 that probably would have done the job. Yeah, if it was like if it was like like a three minute squash where Mad Cat Moss does a few attacks and then McIntyre just claymores him out of nowhere, done, fine, that's all right. It serves its purpose. But this, I think this went on, and I might be wrong here. Need to double check timings. I think this went on longer than the main event. Oh my god, really? Hang on, I need to look this up now. Uh, yeah. I was trying to remember what the event was called, and I've just remembered. <laughs> New, <laughs> New Year's Day. New Funkle Tunkle. I, I, I was literally just suddenly thinking, oh, wait, it's what, what New Year's, is it New Year's Revolution? It's like, oh, no, it actually isn't, is it? It's no, like, no, it's it's the New Fungal, New Fassel Fungal Tunkle, whatever the hell you've called it. Um, uh, right, hang on. But uh, well, while you look that up, there's a side bit to this as well, because um, it was after- It was longer by a, over a minute. Oh, okay. All right, fine. So not that, not that uber long, but still longer. Um, there's also the side story here of uh, after McIntyre won the match, uh, we have a backstage promo with him, and he's immediately beaten up by Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. They're not smiling and laughing anymore. Uh, put his neck in a chair and do the good old fashioned chair stomp. Um, apparently, that's to write him off. Uh, he's currently dealing with neck injury at the moment, so hopefully it's not too bad, and hopefully he'll be back. Hopefully for Rumble season into Mania. Um, yeah, because Mac, because McIntyre's a very reliable performer, mm-hmm. and and crowds like him. Crowds just like him when he's fight when he's just there just to fight. And I have to admit, some of his open challenges on SmackDown have been quite fun. I like the one against Ricochet a couple of months back. That was mm. fun. So Drew's just yeah. a really cool guy, just in general. Yeah, like he's it's cool. To, and I'm saying this from like a British point of view, but it's cool just to see another Brit on WWE TV. And so I just mm. genuinely hope you know, like you said, just that he's all right and that the neck yeah. issues that he's apparently suffering from just aren't too severe and aren't going to yeah. keep him out for long. Yeah. I think if anything, we'll probably see, he'll probably be off TV for a couple of weeks and he'll be, hopefully, fingers crossed, he's back at the Rumble. Mm. So we shall see for that. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing really more to talk about on the, the McIntyre Moss match. It's like, it is a match that happened. It didn't need to be on the pay-per-view. It served no real purpose to be on the pay-per-view. The whole feud started off after like Corbin and Moss stole uh, McIntyre's sword, which had been wedged into Adam Pierce's desk because, you know, and then they had a whole segment the following SmackDown where they couldn't Hearing put it out. Hearing this with no context whatsoever. <laughs> it's just like, what? They had, a whole, they, had a whole, they had a whole promo where they're both trying to pull the sword out and they go, you pull it out. Ah, it's too, it's too stuck in. I'll pull it out. And then McIntyre turns up and just goes, I'll take it. Yanks it straight out like he's King Arthur. Um, yeah, that 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 is the reason why this feud is being is 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 in being. I don't know. It's, of course uh, it is. Of course it is. Shall we move on? The next match was, if I remember correctly, for the Raw question mark tag team titles. Yeah, that being RK Bro with Migos. Yes, uh, defeating the Street Profits. Now, full disclosure, I listen to music on the heavier end of the spectrum. So in the politest way to put it, I have no bloody clue who Migos are. That said, they look like they had a good time. Crowd were into them. Wrestlers, you know, were having a laugh with them. They seem to be wrestling fans based on the backstage promo they did. So it's like, 
Sure. Yeah. You you are not offensive to me, therefore I will allow this. This this came across very much as a very house show match. You had two face teams. They do they do their usual repertoires and all that sort of stuff. Everyone has a bit of fun. Everyone gets in their big signature moves. Montez Ford does a ridiculous acrobatic thing off the turnbuckle or over the turnbuckle, as he always does. Literally. Scares, <laughs> scares the bejeebus out of me every time he does it because I worry it's going to go wrong one day. But also Montez Ford is great at selling as well. So I think there was one time when he saw, he took like a power slam from from Orton and he just sold it like a chip, just wriggling on the floor. It's just, it's great. It's I I think what, if the Street Profits ever break up, Ford is going to have a very good singles career in WWE. Hopefully, fingers crossed, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the result was never in doubt. Um, this this whole match came about through the RK Bro tournament, which was basically just an elimination tournament to find some challenges. Nothing really. There, I mean, there were some special moments in the build up where you had um, we had Orton and Riddle in like classic like cream colored jackets and microphones interviewing the winners after matches and so forth so you had a little bit of you had a little bit of silly comedy with that um but i think the result was never in doubt because rk pro are ridiculously over and they still are and yeah it's like i i kind of want this team to carry on forever it's it's just nice to see randy alton having fun and i think he's generally yeah. having fun with riddle right now i think it is partly because and uh, look, Matt Riddle is awesome. I think Matt Riddle mm. is so good. But if you'd have told me this time last year that in one year's time, the Raw Tag Team Champions will be Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, and they will be one of the most over duos in the entire WWE, mm. you probably would have just gone, you what? <laughs> <laughs> but th this was just a really fun match. Like you said, everyone's having a good time. The crowd are into it. The crowd are a like Randy Orton's popular, but mm. they were really up for Randy Orton on this show. Incredibly so. He was like, if you could have like a thermometer as to how hot they were for him, the thermometer was off the scale. I mean, every time Orton does, Orton does the traditional sort of taunt pose of the arms in the air like that, or even when he does vintage off the off the ropes. It's like I just <laughs> every time I know it's like it's a it's a draping DDT, but I, every time I do it, you know, see it, I just shout vintage, vintage Orton because that's what Cole shouts a lot when he was commentating Orton matches. But um, and even even just teasing RKO's and so forth the crowd it, the rko is still uh, i think is probably one of the most over moves in wrestling today mm -hmm. probably ever to be perfectly honest because of how quick it can happen how how definitive it can end a match and so forth and there was a great finish with just uh i think it was uh i think it was a riddle just threw threw up i think i think it was dawkins and uh orton just delivers an rko yeah as he comes down so it's like yes we like this final finisher of just up and rko the then, Randy knockout. Ah, uh, yes. The Randall Keith Orton. That's, uh, isn't that what it's Randall Keith out. <laughs> Randy knockout. There we go. Done. Done. There you go. But, but, yeah, um, so but no, yeah. Fun match, like we say. Fun match. Honestly, I know it sounds like we're just kind of running through this relatively quickly. Mm. It's, not it's not because we don't want to say more. It's because there really isn't anything else to say. Mm, yeah. Well, at least not for the matches we've done so far. Yeah. Because next up, we had Ed Gee defeating The Miz. Yes. On this day, I saw clearly how boring this match could be. There's a place <sighs> yeah. full of broken dreams, and they should have left it all behind. 
it's, on this it's day, it's still real to me. <laughs> I think I think the long or short of it, it, it's a glorified TV match. It's fine. I mean, it it, it kind of came into its own when it when it had its like last like three couple of minutes before Beth Phoenix turned up as well. Um, it's it's just this. I mean, with all with all, again, what do you expect to performance? This to, there wasn't enough to kind of get yourself into on this match. It's it was you've you've said it on your notes. It's long. It's boring, and apart from the the brood entrance into Icy Clearly, which is amazing. Still, I like I like that sort of homage bit of him oh i'm a brood and then some metal lingus and all that sort of stuff um but no i just i it's like again this is a match that probably would have served better maybe like a main event of raw or something just to kind of freshen things up or something like that um but yeah now we've got a mixed tag match at raw rumble between miz marseille uh phoenix and edge and it's like fine great it's not what I really, really wanted. And I think a good question, and I, this is a question I, I kind of was thinking of, of talking about just briefly on this match in particular. It's like, how does WWE and the fans get the most out of this edge run? Because there have been there have been there have been some really good highlights. I think the feud of Seth Rollins was amazing last year, and it finished really well in Crown Jewel in Hell in the Cell. But other bits around it, I mean, the Reigns match at Money in the Bank was all right, not spectacular. It was fine, though the triple threat at Mania with with Daniel Bryan before he became Brian Danielson. Again, really, really good. But then we've got Miz. And it's like, Miz is, Miz is a reliable worker, but it's like, I don't see fireworks going off when that happened, when they they team, when they announced this match. I didn't see it. So why, it's like, I didn't feel like I want to get invested in this because I just, I didn't really want to see the match. So I have a couple of thoughts on this. Okay. One makes me, at this point, like we, in the nicest way to put this, Time is probably gradually winding down for Edge. Yeah. Like the fact he's come back is incredible, had mm-hmm. some great matches, been great to see him and see him wrestle, to put it bluntly, current day WWE stars. But there is also an element where I imagine there's probably. What's my phrase? There is probably. This might be something he wanted. Okay. Maybe he thought, I don't know, this is just me hypothesizing here, but maybe he just thought, you know what? I'd like to work with Miz. But maybe he's just th- maybe he thought there could be some good dynamics between them, could yeah. do some fun stuff. And I could kind of see on a very shallow surface level how this could be interesting. Hmm. But even based on the video package that they showed before the match, my first reaction was okay, so Maurice and Miz are renewing their vows. Eric Bischoff's randomly there, that was funny. Um hmm. they get a not bloodbath on them. Mm. And so he's ruined the renewal of their vows. Would Miz not be a lot more pissed off about this? Well, this happened. That actually happened, I think, the raw before day one. So it's like... So within, what, five days then, I guess? Yeah. I mean, the, the match had been signed and sealed for like two, three weeks beforehand. Oh, God, really? All right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I guess it's part of me of thinking that from like a story point of view... I feel like Miz should have been more angry in mm. this match, and almost because it, it, that's that's part of it. Like it was like you mentioned, I, I've written down some notes I had that the match it was just long and boring, and the entrance for Edge was cool. Of which, for the record, two of now two of the last three WWE premium live events that I have watched have had him do a brood style entrance. 
for the record, which is quite funny. <laughs> but it just feels like there should have been far more to this. And it was long, I hate to say it was long and dull. It killed the crowd after they had mm. been hyped back up after that tag. Ironically, the tag matches really hyped up people on the show. I say ironically, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but the other thing which, in a weird way, was also very un-WWE was a proper production snafu when it came to Beth's, I'll, I'll say, surprise. <laughs> because you see Miz and Maurice looking at something. Mm. The crowd start looking at something. They cut to the entrance eventually. There is just Beth standing there. Nothing happens. It's like a, time is standing still. Yeah. And then suddenly her music kicks off and she starts walking. <laughs> and then she How gets to the that? ring and just... Her, she gets to the ring glares at Miz with her awesome haircut. Her mm. hair looked incredible. Speaking as a bloke with long hair, I am envious of this to a massive it's degree. Very, it reminded me of a uh, main character from Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, a Aloy. Yes, her. The hairstyle's very, very similar to Aloy in that way. But no, I, I look at the... I just thought Beth Phoenix was just standing from the ramp and just getting angry at what she was watching. And basically, when the music gets like, Beth going, I've had enough of this shit. I'm coming down to beat you up for hurting my husband. <laughs> in that sort of way. Yeah. Although it's she like, was yeah, just getting annoyed it, at just the match in general, like most of us were. She's like, this, this, <laughs> match isn't, this match isn't getting five stars from Meltzer. Damn it, I'm going to do something about it. Play my music. <laughs> but it did just really feel like that this was a rare instance where clearly there were some crossed wires on what was meant to happen with this. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I I mean I I just I just like I said, I assumed that we just cut to Beth to stand there looking more and more pissed off about it. And then when she had enough, the music kicked off. It's like, all right, fine. This is like a weird way of introducing someone into the match. Fair enough. Mm. Um but but okay. the other thoughts I have though regarding all of this, and this kind of brings my yeah. my thought full circle on it, mm. is I said that Edge perhaps wanted to work with Miz. There's also mm. an element that maybe he's thinking, you know, my time might be coming due. Again, I hate to phrase it in that way, but you know what I mean. Mm. Maybe he thought it would be really cool if I could do a match with my wife. Yeah. And you know, maybe their kids are a bit older at this point. They could perhaps appreciate it more if they were both wrestling together. Yeah. Also, vice versa for Miz and Maurice. Mm. Like, I don't think they probably ever had a match together with their kids being a bit older now. So there when might was... also literally be an element of kind of, you know, like a almost like a bucket list type scenario for both for both sides. When was the senior Nikki Bella match with uh, Miz and Marie? I off to Google, I, Chan. Bear with me. I think it was, it was, I think the WrestleMania before WrestleMania, I think it was WrestleMania 34. Florida one. The, I, the roller coasters. They, 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 the roller coasters. they all blend together. Yeah. Oh, was that the one where John Cena proposed? Yes. And that aged well. Um, <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Uh, and thus, the match was never spoken of again. It was WrestleMania in 2017 by the look of it, but I can't actually see what number yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, 33, apparently. 33, I'm, I'm st I stand corrected. 33, you are correct. Yeah, 34 is New Orleans. My bad. They all blend together. I think I was at 36. I don't know at this point. You're at 35. You're at 35. Was I, oh, they're you're all the same. Yeah, definitely not at 36, because 36 was the one that was the WrestleMania where no one was there. <laughs> oh yeah sorry i went to the last wrestlemania in the before times i forgot yes yes in the before times <laughs> but um but no you were saying but no i'm i, I kind of get that idea of yeah of edge wanting to work with his wife 
one match in on his new career. That's that, that's in his new run. That's fine. I mean, one of the matches I think that was going around the house circus, especially I think during one of the holiday tour matches. I think he did. Ed, there was Edge versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage at Madison Square Garden. That was Which a last-minute replacement thing. I seem to recall. Yeah, I've, I heard that was actually quite good fun as well. Mm. So again, it's like you've got you've got some good more. I mean, that would have been fun. Two Canadians, two Canadians going to war. Two Canadian wrestling wrestlers. I just Canadians. want to see them having promos together. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Um, but yeah, considering KO is kind of more aligned with Seth freaking Rollins now, using the correct name from WWE there. Um, is that his actual name? They've changed his ring name to Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> I mean... Excuse me, sorry, it, just sneezing. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you were just reacting bad. It's like, no, no. no, my, no. <laughs> Legit, I was sneezing and it's like, oh wait, I don't know how loud this is going to be. So I just <laughs> muted quickly. That's okay. That's okay. But yeah, Seth freaking Rollins. Sorry, Seth, quotation marks, freaking quotation marks, Rollins. <laughs> Will the real Seth freaking Rollins please stand up? Don't worry. He's right here. Also, I feel the need to point out when it comes to that. We'll get onto Seth properly in a few minutes after the next match. But he's also done something incredible. He's managed to gain another name where normally they're just taken away from superstars. Oh, you just go, I'm surprised I haven't just called him Rollins. Yeah, or just Seth. <laughs> hey, what it's Seth. Oh. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think, I think the bottom line with the, with the Edge and Miz matches, again, this wasn't really a, pay, a, a premium. <laughs> I'm trying to say this. was I'm not a premium, premium match. Premium live event. <laughs> not a premium live event match. Um... But um, no, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the we'll see what the mixed tag at Royal Rumble does. I it's like, if it's a good crowd in St. Louis, I think they'll be fine, and I hope that's the end of it. That's that's all I'd say. Because if this stretches out to another pay per view after Royal Rumble, I worry. I mean, yeah, um, it could be on the road to fast lane. Gotta go fast. See now, if if WWE don't team up with Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for Fastlane, I will be so disappointed. When does it come out? April. It might be too soon. But it's but, but hey, they're already bringing in Johnny Knoxville for the Rumble, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's crack yeah. on with the rest e of day Everyone's one. Everyone's favourite current day celebrity. We'll get to that, <laughs> like you say. But so, Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defeating Liv Morgan. The only thing I was I was aware of like the video package going into this and kind of the story surrounding the other match mm. and there being a lot of discussion online of is mm. Liv ready and stuff. Yeah. I thought this match was really freaking great. It had a lot of time yeah. to work with. It built up tremendously. I can also understand why some people would say this is match of the night because this is how much the crowd gradually got more and more into this. Yeah. And they did so, so much for Liv as a character and just making you want her to win. Unfortunately, the finish was a little bit messed up because you see Becky clearly trying to reach for the ropes with her legs and she yeah. is nowhere near. Meaning Liv got beaten clean. Yeah, that, that is true. Bit of a shame. But then again, it's like it was done off the manhandle slam, which which hasn't which is only used now and then. So for it to be pulled out to put away Liv even in a clean fashion, it was all right. But but no, I think 
I think this is Liv's best match of her WWE run. Um, it's it's quite evident the crowd really, really like her as a character and as a performer. I mean, we saw the reaction she got just from Money in the Bank when the fans came back last year. And being able to have not one but two matches with Becky Lynch and have really good matches as well, I think shows how far she's come as performer. And I and I think I think there is a championship in her future, hopefully this year. It probably won't be around Mania time, but I think in the in the tail end of Mania, maybe going towards Survivor Series or something like that, I would not be surprised if WWE give her the belt. And you know, I would love to see her have the belt because I think mm. it's been well deserved and earned. Um, but yeah, this this was definitely a really really good match. Probably not my match of the night. I think the next match we're talking about is probably going to be the match my, the match of the show for me. But but no, really really good, really good. Live sort of being able to do a lot of offenses some really good i think it's the i think it was like the, the flip power bomb she did off the rope towards yeah. the end before the finish that was really really there good was a wonderful nowhere. moment where almost time stood still but mm. it felt so natural it's yeah. the only way i can describe it. it was so good yeah and the fact is they, they're keeping they are keeping living the in the total picture at the moment the post raw i think they're set up a triple threat for number one contendership for Royal Rumble between Liv, Belair, and I think Dewdrop. So okay. we might have we might have a third one. We have a, we might have a third part of this of this trilogy coming up. Who knows? But again, I again I don't see I don't see Liv picking up the belt right now. But I think she will be picking up the belt. Hopefully, towards the tail end of the year. Hmm. Then, <laughs> then we find out. I believe it was at this point that Johnny Knoxville <laughs> is going to be a participant in the Royal Rumble. He actually announced it, I think, the day before on his own Instagram. So before day one, he announced yes. it. Yeah, before day one, he announced it. Um, obviously, the, the Royal Rumble is happening two weeks before Jackass Forever comes out. Hopefully, hopefully at cinemas, bearing any delays with COVID and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> And it's like, I again, this is like one of those sort of brand, brand obviously brand promotion things they're doing. Now it's we've had Army of the Dead, we've we've had Red Notice. Now it's Jackass Forever. As long as as long as the Royal Rumble is not presented by Jackass Forever, I will be fine. That's something you would expect NXT to be presented by. To be perfectly honest, hold um, that thought. Let me check oh, something. Oh no. But I know, I know, I know. Some people from Jackass have been involved in Raw before. I know there's the infamous one with uh, Steve O and Chris Pontius uh, with Omaga, and they refused to sell. So Omaga made sure they didn't forget. What the, uh, but yeah, I remember Omaga. I think beating the uh, beat the crap out of Steve O for that. Um, but no, I, I, I can see. It's like we haven't had a fun celebrity appearance in a rumble for a while all i imagine is Knoxville's gonna go in he might take a fit he might take one finisher he might take two finishes he might take like a whole he might there might be just the full ring and he just turns and he turns up like number 25 or something like that he goes into the ring and you know gets a claymore from drew uh <laughs> gets a 619 maybe from the mysterios and, <laughs> and just and then just dispose of heck if brock's even in it we'll give it an f5 as well <laughs> I just, I as long as Johnny Knoxville takes finishes and then is is promptly ejected, I will be fine with that because it's selling the idea of what Jackass is. 
So having been on WWE.com, there is no mention of Jackass anywhere on like any okay. promotional material I can see. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but the thing is, though, like, I mean, fair play to Johnny Knoxville if he's actually going to get in the ring and be involved. And, and as mm. Harriet Manga Girl said in the chat, you're genuinely happy that Johnny Knoxville was going to be in the Rumble again. Then again, I love Jackass. <laughs> I, I think I still love Jackass, but there's honestly just part of me that's like, dude, maybe a decade ago, but in the nice way to put it, you yeah. look at old mate. Like how many how many F tens can you take or something? Because <laughs> if if Brock Lesnar were to grab him and just throw him in the air, you know he would go flying for a while. Oh, what was it? Someone someone on on wrestling Twitter suggested that the WWE go get Butterbean and and put him into the rumble because Butterbean and Knoxville had a had a little skit on I think Jackass the movie where Butterbean knocks him clean out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yes full circle and butterbean won the brawl for all so why not <laughs> also i feel this is this is a really <laughs> weird what i'm about to say but do you not think it's interesting that considering that wwe are constantly running adverts on their shows and quite a lot of saying don't try this at home your special mm. guest in the royal rumble is someone who has made quite a career out of doing stuff you shouldn't try at home. I I think it again they might actually use it as a fun like advert to saying, don't do this at home. You don't want to be like Johnny Knoxville. You don't want to be Johnny Knoxville going in there and telling Otis that he can't wrestle because he'll just get Vader bombed. <laughs> so okay, so here, here is the question then. All right. What just hypothetically now, who do we feel will attack Johnny Knoxville? What moves could he potentially take? Spear, you could take a spear. I can imagine taking a spear. Uh, it could take a big ending. Um, yeah. Or maybe a super kick or something like that. I think I think you, you are missing the boat if you're not putting Johnny Knoxville through a, a couple of finishes and then maybe a table as he's eliminated. I'm going to oh. go really all out on this. You ready for this, you ready for this as an <laughs> okay. idea? He takes a Styles Clash. Or <laughs> oh. the phenomenal forearm, so he just For lands in the most awkward way possible. Oh, what, what if he? What if he's? What if he's like the 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 entrant who's trying to get to the ring, but he keeps getting hit every time he's trying to get to the ring. Well, so he's got no cardio, <laughs> so he can't get to the ring quick enough. Depending on how long the, the the ramp is to the to the arena this time, oh my uh, God. that reminds you. That reminds you of the, the the big one where the one they had where everyone had to get on like little segways and go zoom down to the ring before they. Could get but you'd into only the see rumble. part of it, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd see a. It's like that weird. There was a weird cut of just like uh, I I don't know if Botchamania did that on a on like an, an ending thing where you just had like Biggie running slowly to the I'll be there I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and it just took forever for them to get. You just saw all the different wrestlers are slowly running down the ramp. Oh, amazing! So, oh. so yeah, Johnny anyway. Knoxville is the is he the first participant in the Rumble? There have been a couple on the. There have been a couple now announced for the Rumble. So the Mysterios, both Ray and Dominic are in it. Street Puffets have have announced for it, and Johnny. So five, I think five have. Five have been announced. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Royal Rumble after after the last match here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, we'll there will be more names added soon. There will be more at names. We've got we're on the road to the Rumble, so 
Christmas time now, isn't it, for wrestling fans? Hopefully. <laughs> Irony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we then get to the main event fatal five-way match. That being yes. Brock Lesnar defeating Big E, Bobby the Lashley, Kevin mm. of Owens, Seth freaking Rollins to become the WWE champion. <sighs> I'll let you start. I know you've got some thoughts on this. I'll let you go first. I mean, the mo I think the thing is, the moment they announced Lesnar was being added to the Fatal Four Way, I just went, this is going to be amazing. I mean, I knew the Fatal Four Way itself was probably going to be all right anyway with the people involved, but it's but this is the thing about this is the thing about Brock as performer. When you put him in the right match with the right people and he feels like you feel like he's game for a go for like a performance. There's nothing fun. There's nothing more fun to watch than this. Um, like again, at that Royal like, Rumble where he dominated everyone. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's like people, it's like, it wasn't just him just steamrolling people. It's like people that came in during that, that Royal Rumble, like Big E, like Keith Lee, um, even when Drew, I mean, it's like they brought in people that could have a little bit of magic with Brock before Brock got eliminated halfway through. And and this is the thing. I think it's just, I don't know. It's just there was something special about the moment of just Brock just coming into this match. And it's just like, okay, this is this is going to be a barn burner in a way. In a way. Um, and again, it's like you see crowd reactions, the Atlanta crowd for this as well. It's like, it's like they're excited when people come out. Brock comes out. Everyone is losing their fucking mind, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> and also, and the thing that the thing that just kept, I think the thing that dawned on me the moment this was announced at the start of the show was, he's in a ring with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. We've never seen them in a ring together in their entire wrestling careers. And it's like, oh, please let them do something. Please. Yeah. And they had a little bit, it's like, it's like the moment Lashley spears Lesnar through the springs, you're going, go on, yes! This is what I want. It's like it's like the big E quote from his podcast. It's it's big, big, sweaty, meaty men slapping meat. Yes, literally. <laughs> literally that. Literally that. And it's like, and that's not to take away from all the other performances in the match. I think everyone just showed up and just unloaded their arsenal. So you've got you've got Rollins and KO teaming up. KO doing like a fun splash off the off the apron to pit to just to smack onto to Brock halfway through then you've got i think biggie puts lashley through the table mm. as well so you got that german suplexes galore f5s galore bobby puts brock in the hurt lock and it looks like he's almost got him and then biggie gets involved and it's like this is it, it was just full throttle and it was spectacular and i think it's like and even with brock winning the match it's like this one i'm I was generally shocked and I shout I think I shouted a very loud and cursive curse word in the house. It's like, what on earth has happened, Ian? This, this happened. This happened. This wasn't supposed to happen. Because I still thought going into it. Oh yeah, Biggie will retain. I'll be fine. But this is the thing, it's like just it's madness. And it's like and it's like first things first, I think I think Biggie has been despite the booking. Despite his booking, I think Big E has been a really, really capable company champion. He's done public appearances. He's been front and center. 
And I think he's done everything right there. And I think people have enjoyed him for that. I think the booking for Biggie creatively in terms of having definitive victories has not been there. Aside from beating Drew at Crown Jewel and Austin Fury on an episode of Raw, Biggie has not had like a definitive championship victory in like the, 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 the few couple of months that he was he was WWE champion. And that that is a shame. Um I think you need to you need to be protected better. And this isn't the first title reign that Biggie's had, which has been a bit haphazard. Intercontinental champion at the start of last year. There was a lot of promise with the Apollo Cruise feud, and that just died a death because because botch matches or even uh creative wise with commander Aziz and stuff like that. And it's just it just hasn't clicked in, in ring for Biggie to have like this definitive amazing match. I mean, he had a decent showing against Reigns at Survivor Series, but Reigns won. Um, and yeah, it's just the creative needs to be better. I think if we if Biggie, I wouldn't say Biggie goes away. I would say if they start to just slowly restructure the Biggie character and rebuild him. He can still be a great babyface champion that chases the title. That will be fun. That will be great. But it's a bit disappointing to see the to see the reign end like this. To be perfectly honest, but it's like I still the thing. The thing is at the moment is I love this new Lesnar at the moment. I love babyface Lesnar. I love how much fun he is to watch as well in promos and stuff like that. He's just, he looks like he's having the best time of his life. Obviously being paid a lot of money or whatever, but it's like, if you if you told wrestling fans like three, four years ago that when Brock Lesnar would come back after COVID or the, after this pandemic, he would have this insane new sort of farmer, rugged farmer look. He'd be having silly promos of fun, of delight with Sami Zayn and all that sort of stuff. I think people just think you're just a bit bonkers because it's like he's, he's been on podcast saying, I don't like people. But you see, you see all the pictures of Brock after the show, just hanging out with fans, posing with fans, making fun faces. It, just looks, it looks like Brock is generally enjoying this little, this little run at the moment. And, and I think the fact that we are going to get, we're getting Lashley Lesnar at the Rumble. It's like, it's like, Again, it's like one time, I, it is disappointing to see Big E lose the title like this. But on the other hand, if WWE can deliver on that dream match that has been forever requested, it's kind of like, it get, again, it gets eyes on the product. This is the thing. A lot of, again, it's like, and again, it's like going back to my first thing, and I'll let, I'll let you chat in a second, Jamie, because I've been going off on the tail end on this one. But, um, but no, the fact is, I wasn't really that interested in the fatal four way. The moment Brock gets involved, it's I'm in, I want to see this match badly because Brock in multi man matches is always quite good fun. Um, so yeah, it's like Lesnar has that draw. He has that pulling power, even if he's in a, like a ten minute match and he just does several power moves to end, and just that's it. That's what you expect from Lesnar nowadays. You don't expect like a a drawn out 30 40 minute match which would be great but no you just want to see you just want to see him suplex and f5 people for maybe 15 minutes with well, a little bit thing. of a fight back the match started with him just suplexing Rollins and Owens like what three or four times each yeah and it's much. like as soon as that happened you just knew 
okay, this is going to be fast and frantic. And it was so good. It was exactly... Uh, like I've seen some people online moan about how long the match was. It didn't need to be any longer no. because of how much happened. I mean, one of the last major multi-man matches I think Lesnar was part of was the SummerSlam Fatal 4-Way with Reigns, Joe, Strowman, and Lesnar. Again, that was a fairly fast-paced, like, 15-less-minute match, but you still had moments. You, you just had anarchy from the go, and that's what these big multi-man matches need to be. That anarchy from the get-go, you can't just do two in the ring, everyone else has a break. It's kind of like things have to go on around, mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest. And you have that. You had just people just hitting their power moves. Lashley spearing. KO and Seth Rollins doing 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 frog leaps and all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff and super kicks and stunners and all that sort of stuff. Big E punching and doing big endings. It's everyone had a chance to have like their power moment in a in a way. Um, yeah, and the idea, like you yeah. said, as soon as you realized, oh wait, Lesnar and Lashley are in the same match, mm. and it was like, yes, thank you, I've waited for this. There's, and just the interactions that we got with various people. And you know what? It's like, I'm gutted for Biggie. And I agree with everything you said about Biggie. Like, just the way his title reign has worked out, it's it's not been great. Not through any fault of no. his own. No. It's just the material he had to work with. That's just an easy way to sum it up. Mm. But I will say, I'm happy at least he was the one pinned by mm. Lesnar. Also, interesting potential future story beat. Lesnar has now ended the WWE title reigns of two members of the New Day. Xavier will win him. Xavier will beat him. Mate, what if, hypothetically, <laughs> Xavier Woods gets a title match against Lesnar in the future, mm. and he's the one to dethrone Lesnar and avenge the New Day? Yeah. And then we get a New Day triple threat match or something. Like, just imagine that as an I idea. It, it'd be fun, but I... I... I think based on how the rest of the news sites are saying this doesn't affect the plans for WrestleMania main event, there's still, it's like, it is still probably going to be Reigns Lesnar for the Universal Bell. Oh, yeah. As soon as Lesnar was added, I, sorry, I immediately thought if Lesnar wins this, it's because they're doing a champion versus champion match slash title v title at Mania. I, I don't want to see that. I really don't want to see a title v title. Um, my, the, my sort of like, my idle booking of the situation mm -hmm. will be Lashley beats Lesnar at the Rumble. Whether it's through Reigns' interference, it enhances the storyline there. I mean, he is kind of back with Paul Heyman. I don't know for how long. I, it's like part of me still thinks that just feels so weird that they're just, oh, they're back together now. All right, fine. Um, no, I think my, my dream booking of the situation, Lashley beats Brock at Rumble. Lashley, Big E. At Mania, or something like that, or maybe you have another Fatal Four Way or something like that with with the with the four already: Big E, Lashley, Owens, and Rollins, and so forth. And you do it that way. I I would hate for a championship versus championship. It's like I, it's like sometimes they call for it. This doesn't. We've seen Reigns and Lesnar time and time again. I think the only difference here would be I like to just see a babyface Brock against the heel Reigns. And considering Reigns hasn't beaten Brock at WrestleMania in his every time they meet up, I don't see Reigns losing the title at Mania, to be perfectly honest. But yeah. it's like, I just, yeah, it's just like, don't force things into something that just don't 
need it. I mean, yes, Brock becoming WWE champion got a lot of eyes back on the product quickly going, what's just gone on? In, and that's a cool thing. But it shouldn't just be, oh, we need an idea. Quick, get Brock in. Hold this belt, Brock. We'll do belts. <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. By the way, apologies. I think I might be cutting out a little bit. If I am, people, just let us know in the chat. But just random note. But I think, first of all, I agree with everything you've said. I can definitely see the argument for not having this match be champion versus champion slash title be title. That said, if you ever wanted an all or nothing scenario for what side is Paul Heyman going to choose, the idea you've got both mm. guys being champions and whoever wins is effectively the undisputed champion. And he is the difference maker mm. in it. Like you actually, you actually ramp yeah. up the story to another degree in some sense. Again, this is just me I throwing mean, out some thoughts, but I agree. I, it would be nice to see someone dethrone Lashley. And honestly, if anyone's going to do it, uh, sorry, Lesnar, sorry, to dethrone Lesnar, Lashley would make the most sense. That said, yeah. I'm also up for seeing them fight quite a few times. To be quite honest, I want to see these two big behemoths just clobber each other for a while. I mean, I mean, you, to be perfectly honest, you could, depending on how the Royal Rumble match goes, you could kind of do, it's a two-night WrestleMania, you could do night one, Lashley versus Lesnar for the title, and if Lesnar win, it keeps the belt and goes into night two, then he's, then it's all, all to play for. But again, it's like, as much as I can sense that might be on the cards, I don't want to mm. see a title being title. The other Please issue we've got currently, separate. though, yeah, the I agreed. The other issue we've got, though, at this point is we're on the fifth of January on the day we're we're doing this. Mm. WrestleMania is what in April? Is it? So what's the what's the actual three date months away? Uh, Let me look up the date quickly. April eighth and ninth, I think. <laughs> we're doing really good here. I'm, trying, I'm like on a Wikipedia page, just trying to like look up what's the next pay per view. Doesn't even list it. <laughs> That's like, where we're at nothing. at this point. It's because you called it a pay-per-view, Jeremy. Oh, you I'm haven't sorry. haven't called it a premium live event. Also, on WWE.com, it's noted as a premium event is the Royal oh. Rumble. Oh, all right. Fine. So there you go. But, uh, WrestleMania 2022, because I don't know what number it is at this point. Uh, sun Sunday the 3rd of April. Oh, okay. We've oh, no, got it's a... Sad, it's sad. It's, oh, sorry. It's a, two yeah. night, it's a two nighter. So second sorry, and third. But that, that weekend, though. So it is the second mm. and third of April. So that's a long time to fill between now and then. And honestly, based on past endeavors, I don't trust WWE not to screw it up in some way. Yeah. I think I think ultimately if we're doing Le if we're doing Lesnar Lashley, that's amazing. Keep it to Rumble. Give Lashley the belt. Lashley's been a fine champion in his first run. He should be fine in his second run. And then maybe maybe we might have a face Bobby Lashley because they are kind of making him kind of like a face now in a way because the crowd treated him like a face when he won the, the qualifier to face Lesnar. Mm. Um, and even backstage, it's more about him. It's like the behind the scenes video after he won the match. He just, it's like, you can tell he's happy he's got this match because he just looks like he's just won the lot. He's just smiling from here to going, I've got the match I've always wanted. Mm. Um, but no, I, I, I can imagine... I can imagine Bobby Lashley as a face facing a heel. I mean, you could have Austin Theory because they are they have been kind of. Mm, no. 
That's a duck. Has he still got an egg or is that long gone? No, he's still got the coaching of Mr. McMahon at times. Oh no, Austin Fury's in the Rumble as well. I forgot. He's he's also in the Rumble. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of ways. It's just I just I don't care right now. I just don't want to see a Brock and a Roman title for title match at Mania. If we I, can avoid that, yeah. I will be happy. I don't care how it's done. Just don't do it. Agreed. I will say, and I do want to emphasize this, I hope Big E just doesn't get lost in the shuffle from this. No. I mean, it makes Big E more of a credible... It makes Big E more of a credible um, possibility to win the Rumble. Mm. So he could win the Rumble, have the right to face either Lashley or Lesnar. Because again, you could still have Biggie versus Lesnar at the at the Mania Night One, and then Lesnar goes on to face Reigns and takes and loses there. So it's not, it's not. There are options. There are some good options on the table, but nine times out of ten, the theorists WWE aren't going to go with those options, and that worries me. <laughs> so. We've, yeah. we've talked a lot of like post this show now, but just to sum yeah. up this show, because that, that main event was batshit, quite frankly. It was great yes. fun. Brilliant. I This show, in my opinion, should have been an easy thumbs up. Mm. When you look at the card, perhaps sans the, the Drew match, if I'm being honest, when you look at it on paper, this mm. should have been an easy thumbs up. But to me, it's a thumbs in the middle going towards thumbs up, mainly mm. because both the Drew and Edge matches really just took the pace down really mm. just took the heat out of everything. Also, the pacing of this show was all over the place. They were having really long, what what felt like long ad breaks. And that honestly just felt like to me, they were really trying to pad out for time because I'm assuming one of the advertised matches originally was Lesnar and Roman, right? Yeah, yeah. So they probably lost one of their biggest matches. Arguably that would have taken up roughly 15 to 20 minutes as a whole anyway. Yeah. So I can understand why they needed to fill time, but I kind of felt they they did address that with these nice video packages for Big E, for Bianca, for Seth Rollins, and so forth. So it's like they weren't repeating a lot of bad adverts. They were trying to do some nice, I think, just quick video packages for some of the big stars that want people to still think about. So it is kind of it is kind of comforting that if Big E's being included in like those video packages, people still want you to think about Big E past this event. So maybe there's, a, like I said about the Rumble, maybe there's a possibility Big E wins the Rumble now. Who knows? I, I know. agree with that mindset. My mm. issue is that didn't belong on the event itself. Okay. Just because I feel like that, if anything, should have been done in the build-up to the event. Yeah. Well... I guess it's like you said. I guess because they had the they they yeah. had the they had no ma they had they had six instead of seven matches. Yeah. They had to fill the time somewhere. So it's like it's the best of a bad situation. Yeah, it's the best of a bad situation. I would have preferred the it's like I preferred what they did than rather have ten repeats of the bloody Capital One card of Hello, I'm a I'm a Centurion and I don't know who you are, but I've got a card. And it lets me collect all these cool, wicked cool WWE points for premium live events. Yeah, they have to redo the advert now, aren't they? So there you go. Oh god. But um, so, <laughs> but the thing is though, as a standalone show, and mm. I'm speaking as someone who really just doesn't watch much WWE at this point, mm. I felt this was a great taster of both what WWE can do mm. and what they are guilty of doing. Yeah, it no, was I a really good. Bad. It was a really good. 
it showed me where a, a decent amount of things were at currently and who is really popular, what mm. direction they're heading in. For me, it was a good taster of what current WWE is like. But when it was when it was great, it was really freaking great. When it wasn't, it really wasn't. No, no. So in some ways, like I say, a bit of a missed opportunity in some ways, circumstances regarding Roman notwithstanding. Mm. But like I, like I say, to sum up, thumbs in the middle towards thumbs up for me. I think the only thing day one kind of highlights for me as someone who who does watch a lot more WWE in, in this situation is the SmackDown side of things needs probably addressing a little bit because we we have a lot of Roman, which is great, and that's fine because he, he draws the numbers, he sells the merch. That's fine. But a lot of the other storylines on, on SmackDown are just not interesting or just corny as hell. I mean, we've had we've had we've had the we've had the Charlotte Tony Storm uh, feud, which is now definitely finished because Tony Storm has left WWE. Um, who, uh, she she's like she requested release; it was granted. She left during during the Christmas period. Uh, we've had that. We've also had the whole Jeff Hardy situation going on as well. Um, but then you you have these really really odd pointless storylines that are just it's like you have Shinsuke Nakamura as your Intercontinental Champion. And he hasn't defended the belt, I think, once since winning it a when couple of months it? ago. Oh, okay. So that 30-day that rule is clearly still in effect then? I don't know. He's when, been when, doing when, tag when, matches with Rick Boogs. Sorry, the 30-day rule is in effect when WWE want it to be. Yeah. Also, it's, it's, sorry to derail your thought. This is just suddenly coming to my mind. I'll let you carry on. We've got the Royal Rumble coming up. Yeah. In both Rumble matches, there's meant to be like 30 men 30 yes. women do wwe genuinely have 30 men or 30 women under contract the men's rumble they have no problems with i mean the men's rumbles are fine it's it's been reported that they are going to possibly struggle filling numbers for the women's rumble match gee wonder why with all the releasing from last year i know right. um, but, but sorry but i derailed your thought there Please yeah no, no 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 but yeah um but yeah, I just I just think SmackDown. It's like Raw. Raw is getting slowly better. It's not great. It's not perfect. But they are having a bit more uh, sub sub storylines. You still have something with Arky Bro going on. You have you have the Edge and Miz stuff going on. You have the you you have you have other you have a lot of other storylines going on with the women's division and stuff like that. But it's it's very haphazard in SmackDown right now. And this is now SmackDown is clearly the A show. But it can't just be the Roman Reigns show. As much as a lot of people would love it to be the Roman Reigns show, and I enjoy the Roman Reigns character right now, it needs to be. It needs to be, a little bit more precise. I mean, it's like when SmackDown Live started back in 2016. It's like they had they had clear distinction of what was going on. They had a they had a title feud for 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 Ambrose. They had a. They had a mid card feud for Ziggler and Miz, and then they had they had the women's matches with with Becky and all that stuff. But you don't have that at the moment, and that's a problem. And when you want, when you're going into your biggest biggest part of the year, WrestleMania season, you need to do something better with it. And I think re releases and obviously the COVID situation haven't helped. But yeah, it needs addressing. And it needs addressing before they get up past them before they get to the rumble. Um, Harriet Mangagirl said in the chat, they'll probably get female legends in the Royal Rumble again. That's probably a given. Good point. Oh, and here's NXT. A, here, here's a thought. 
Is there any word on what the current status of Bailey is? Uh, I think she's almost ready to go. I think Bailey might return at the Rumble. I think mm. she probably will have returned at the Rumble. If she, given the way things are, I think it'd be very beneficial if she could return. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, we haven't we we haven't seen Oscar in ages as well. So wait, really? Yeah, she's been. She's been. Has she had an injury? Well, I think she had some teeth knocked out from Baszler a few months ago. But I don't think she's. Do you know what, Ash? Mm. This brings up an interesting question. I'm just gonna I'm gonna attempt to go on WWE.com and not break my computer. Don't break the computer. They'll ruin the show. <laughs> but um, but no, I think overall, day one has been a decent day one was a decent little show to start from the year. It had the right things to make it a talkative event. Obviously, the Lesnar win. But it does come with a few positives and negatives. Um but yeah, we're going into Rumble season. It's time to really it's it's for the wrestling fan, it's the most wonderful time of year. And knowing WWE's current track record, I worry. I worry right now at the moment. <laughs> so what um, I wanted to look up was who is actually listed on WWE.com as part of the women's roster. Okay. This is what I wanted to look up. So we've got Becky, Charlotte, uh, Queen yeah. Zelina and Carmella, uh, yeah. Dana Brooke. Yeah, 24-7 uh, champion, uh, Dana Brooke. Do you want me to include NXT in this or just keep it to main roster? I think I I would be very surprised if no NXT talent appears in the Rumble. I think they will be. I think you will see, you probably will see Mandy Rose. You probably will see Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, you probably see Dakota Kai. Uh, you, might see a, you might see a couple other, other, other appearances from NXT. I don't think a whole lot of NXT talent is going to be there, but I, I would be amiss if there's not some numbers filled by NXT. Um, and especially with the the SmackDown roster right now, you Zaylee has just started, so there's that. So you've got Zaylee in there. Okay, Sasha so Banks. For, yeah. So for Raw, we have got Alexa Bliss. I, I'm I might yep. double over some names. I'm doing this specifically. Ale yeah, now. Alexa Bliss is due to start coming back from next week. They're doing vignettes from next week. So. Okay, so we've got Alexa Bliss, uh, Becky Lynch, Bianca yep. Belair, Carmella, yep. Dana Brooke. Right. That that's apparently Dolph Ziggler. I didn't think it was. Um, right. Do drop Tamina is over there. Liv Morgan, Nikki Ash, Zelina, Rhea Ripley, uh, uh, Sarah Schreiber. You're not. I'm pretty. Sure, I don't. All right, sure. She uh, she's an interviewer. She's not a wrestler. Yeah, I was, was going to say. I'm pretty sure you're not in the ring, but sure. Uh, Sonia Deville is listed as a talent. Uh, uh, Stephanie McMahon's randomly yeah. on here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Tamina. So now let's attempt to load up the SmackDown roster. Sorry, this is not the greatest. Like, so Sma experience. SmackDown, off the top of my head, SmackDown, we've got Sasha Banks. Uh, we've got Charlotte. Well, so Charlotte won't be. So, like you say, Charlotte, Charlotte won't be Sasha, uh, Aaliyah. Zylee. Aaliyah, yep, Zylee. Uh, Naomi, Natalia. Naomi, Shayna Baszler. Correct. Shotzi. Yeah, oh yeah, Shotzi. Uh, you said Zylee, and that's it. That's it. They did have B. They did have B. Fab, but obviously she. It's like again. It's like if they didn't do releasing and talent hadn't asked for release, they probably had the numbers. Again. Oh. Uh oh, spaghetti. Oh. <sighs> so yeah, expect. Yeah. Do you know what? It would almost be the biggest kicker if WWE bring back people they fired for the Rumble. 
don't think uh, I, I think the people released might disagree <laughs> might not want to come back no no I, I, think... I, I fully expect they won't but yeah. you know they're probably going to try and reach out to one or two of them suddenly going yeah. hey 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 you want to come in for the rumble we, you up we, for it it's like we're still friends aren't we no friends that, that's it now that I've mentioned <laughs> Stephanie McMahon I bet you she'll be in the rumble <sighs> <laughs> Basically, I would I would like there to be a good women's rumble. Yeah, I think the r- women's rumbles have always been quite fun to watch. Anyway, even with the even with cameos and stuff like that from Legends and from NXT, mm. I think they I think they can definitely fill fill it. But as long as as long as the NXT talent they bring in are, are the reliable ones, oh, oh, no, I I I that's worded wrong. I think are comfortable in the ring because as much as there is some good talent in NXT. Some people are still a little bit green in the ring and basically they're using the show to obviously train wrestlers and all that sort of stuff at the same time. So you expect the ones that have been kind of Io Shirai's another one from NXT. Mm. Again, there are some very good options to bring in from NXT just to probably fill out maybe five, six hours. Again, it's a nice way to introduce people to new talent or mm. so forth or so, or so forth. It actually just occurred to me Oscar wasn't mentioned on that roster page and neither was Bailey. Maybe it's because they're injured. Maybe I mean that's interesting if WWE now update things like that because I don't think they did it for the longest time. But oh, no. but anyway, but but yeah. So yeah, that's sort of where we're at on this front now. And I appreciate I derailed your thoughts there somewhat. So do you have no, any other any other closing thoughts on day one? No, all good, all good. But basically, it's a decent little pay, a decent little premium live event. Not the not the not that a decent word. little plea from WWE to watch Wee. it. <laughs> It's it's. I think if you want to watch any matches, watch the the new day Usos, watch the the, the Raw Women's match, and obviously the Fatal Five Way, and just skip the, the sheer... two skip the two men's singles matches, basically. Yes, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> That's the easy way. Pretty much. Uh, so I've got WWE updates in general as well. Uh, last night was NXT New Year's Evil. How Whoa. was it? It was all right. It was a fun, short, sharp, less than two hour show. Um, and there are some good matches on there. You've got Carmelo Hayes versus Roderick Strong. They have a really good opener for unifying the Cruiserweight and the North American champion. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is now the undisputed uh, Cruiserweight North American champion, just known as the North American champion now. Uh, we had wait, MSK... Wait, 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 wait. wait. It, so the Cruiserweight title is now gone? Yeah. It is gone. 2.0, everybody. <laughs> Yay! 205 Live still goes, though. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they could for just change now. that to for now. They'll probably just change to NXT 2.0 Evolve or something. I don't know. 2.0. Anyway, no, no. Um, MSK and Riddle took on Imperium last night. So you had Riddle versus Walter for a little bit. It was fun. MSK have won. Uh, they're doing the Dusty Road Classic again in two weeks for the men's. The women's is happening in a month's time. I'm amazed how they're going to do it for the women's because there's not many women's tag teams on. Um... Maybe it'll be double elimination. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so there's that. And finally, finally, it took a while, but Braun Breaker is your NXT champion. He tapped out Champa there in the Steiner recliner last night. Amazing. Amazing. And just to make sure black and gold is dead, they had Braun Breaker turn up and kick a giant X in two. It's just a giant polystyrene X in the style of NXT. He just came over and said, I'm Breaker! And just kicked it. And <laughs> just walked through it. I mean, it's like, 
It's like there, there, are, there are some small shining lights of interest on NXT, but a lot of it, again, right now, is creative looking at the developmental, just bundling up every idea they could possibly think for them into like a ball of something, throw it against the writer's room wall. If something sticks, they'll use it. So, <laughs> and that's basically it. And sometimes, oh, they, they've channeled their inner Vince Russo for next week. Oh, wait, right. Okay, I'm going to, right, hang on. I need to open better the get the Pepsi. Pepsi. Better get, better here's to get, better right, get okay, the Pepsi. I'm, like, I'm getting ready for this. Because as soon as you say channeling your inner Russo, I'm just like, no, wait, I need a drink now. Right. So, so, so okay, Tony I'm, D'Angelo, I'm Tony D'Angelo is going to take on Pete Dunne. They've already had a match before, uh, which I believe Pete Dunne won. But Tony D'Angelo didn't like that. He got a crowbar and he smacked Dunn's wrist and hurt him. So they're having a rematch. Don't say on, don't say on a pole. Don't say on a pole. <laughs> don't say on a pole. They will meet for a crowbar on a pole match. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's the oh, match you already. It's the match you already know you didn't want. Uh, well, it's a load of bollocks. It's NXT for what I'm sure it'll be fine. They they had they were very good in the ring together in the standard one on one. I think it'll be fine. Um, what else Anything we got coming but a poll. up? Anything but a poll. Coming up on NXT next week, we've got Grayson Waller versus AJ Styles. So oh okay. So AJ Styles has decided to pop over. Now again, another side bet before Jeff Hardy was released. A few months, a few weeks ago, Jeff Hardy was supposed to jump over to NXT for a little bit and team up with MSK, but that didn't happen. So it was Riddle. Um, instead, at the moment, because obviously after Grayson Waller destroyed and murdered poor Johnny Gargano, um, hope maybe for a short break, maybe destroying him to the point that he goes to EW. Who knows? Um, maybe something to talk about next week. Um, we've got a, he started this strange feud with AJ Styles. And they were supposed to have a match last night. They just had a promo, but they're going to have the main event match next week on XT. Might be fun. Might be fine. Who knows? Yeah, and that's about it with NXT 2.0 at the moment. It's like, it is a thing. It is going. It is colorful. Look at the colors. Look at the crowds. Look at Braun Breaker kicking giant X's in two. (laughs) I just need a chance to prove myself. At least you had fun. That's the main thing. Oh, I just remember the first promo he did when they did the relaunch, and he's just bouncing back and forth, and then he like just goes, <laughs> "Who are you?" And he goes, "My name's Braun Breaker. I'm just looking at chance to prove myself." And now he's the champion. Um, but, but credit where credit's due, Braun Breaker is quite fun to watch in NXT 2.0. I mean, he's he's at a level where he can be NXT champion, and I. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if he makes a cameo appearance at the Rumble, and maybe some point post-mania. I mean, during the last European tour, I think, for the UK, or the last tour they did to the UK, I think Braun Breaker came over and did some matches with Champa and Sami Zayn. Mm. So, so they are, they're, definitely, they're definitely looking after him and trying to train him up as best they can. So, yeah. That's it on the NXT front. Well, look, I was just quickly trying to look up if there was anything actually announced for, uh, for AE, what AT else announced for AEW. And... Good evening to Dead Pixel Dave in the chat as well. Good evening. Uh, Hello, Dead Pixel Dave. I mean, so look, we might as well just quickly touch on AEW. I could talk about Japanese wrestling for a few minutes, but you know what? I'll save that for another time. Let's just call this. Let's just call this wrestling 
around the world. Da, 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 da. No, 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 no. It's going to be done now to around the world with Willie Fogg. Hey, now it. let's be going uh, and we'll look at the wrestling bit that's been going on. I have not thought about that in so long. I just remember, all I remember is, hey, days around the world. Around the world. That's all I remember, literally. Wrestling around the world with <laughs> AEW and New Pro Japan Wrestling. New Pro Japan Wrestling. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Fair play, fair play. Um, so, AEW Dynamite tonight. The main match of the show is Paige v. Danielson Zvi. How do you see this one going? Obviously, the big thing about it is if it goes to a draw, they're going to have judges at ringside who will be I the think, ones to determine. I think one of the judges is Max Caster at the moment. I think he's on what? Twitter, he confirmed, yeah, I think he confirmed on Twitter he was one of the judges. That's got to um, be... N nothing against Max oh. Caster, but surely if they're building I, this up, I don't know. I don't know. So don't quote me on that. But it was it was kind of mentioned. He was mentioned about it on Twitter. Um, if I'm being honest, I'd like to see a page win, and I'd like mm -hmm. to see it under sixty minutes. I think if it goes to sixty minutes again, as much as I'm sure it will be an amazing event, I don't need another sixty minute match between these two right now. Have a definitive winner, and I think if Page can have a definitive victory. That sets him on a really good title reign. I will be fine with that. But I, I, you know, it, it, either two things are going to happen. Either Page is going to get that decisive win, or it's going to go to a tie, and Danielson will somehow cheat his way to get the belt. I don't know. It's, it's it, as it, much it, as like it. Go on. Like, I mean, we didn't talk. We haven't talked about the winter is coming match, and we'll probably touch on it a little bit more last week. But it's like I, I liked the winter is coming match. But the way they kept going, this match is going long. This match is going long. It's like you're going to a 60-minute time draw, aren't you? <sighs> All right, so you're, I'll mention this now. Yeah. Two minutes in, I knew that. I, but I didn't read any spoilers, but two minutes in, I knew it was going an hour. And it's because mm. they did literally stalled and did sod all for about five minutes. And if you were watching the fight TV feed, like I was, the commercial breaks where Paige was on the floor, a bloody mess, having a bottle of water, while Danielson was doing jumping jacks, <laughs> I literally just thought, this is, not that I'm, I have a problem with it going 60 minutes, no. but it's just like, this is going 60 minutes, isn't it? But, it, it there were part, I really, like the final 10, 15 minutes in the match were yeah. freaking great. But there was, was part amazing. of me, but there was part of me that was very much like, if this isn't padding for time, I don't know what is. And maybe if you're watching live in the moment, it might have felt different. But watching the next morning on a delay, spoiler free, it it was it honestly at points was annoying me, and that annoyed yeah. me. I mean, I didn't like I didn't, like I said I didn't mind the match, and it's like yeah, I can sense when they were being really slow and kind of pacey with it. But obviously, when it came to that final thing of Paige almost winning with a buckshot lariat, it's like. Oh, oh, oh. And then it's like, oh, no, it's going to be. It's like, I think even when we got to that stage, it's like, I thought he's he's going to hit the move and he's not going to pin him in time and it's going to be a draw or whatever. Um, or, or even weirder scenario, the judges can't make up their minds. So the belt gets vacated and we'll just have a bloody fatal four way or whatever it is at bloody revolution. <laughs> so I hope not. I hope not. I mean, look, put it aside, I have faith in AEW. 
Yeah. Like, but that's the thing. Like I said, I, I had some issues with the 60 minute draw, but it was only for the reasons I mentioned. I did enjoy the match. Yeah, it's a good match. Fe- I could feel where it was going. And if you're watching on the TNT feed, I'm sure it probably felt different because you probably had a random Domino's ad happening or like Shaq advertising Hopefully. Papa John's or something. You know. Hopefully not when someone is being inflicted. It's like, hopefully no one's getting hit with bottles of water when there's a nice bottle of water advert. There you go, or like a pizza car, you know, it's about that. But, um, so, here are my two scenarios. If it's going to go long, it'll go to like between 55 and 58 minutes. So mm. that they then start playing up the judges are actually going to have to make a decision. And ultimately they don't. And then Paige wins, but it will have come out that the judges would have voted for the majority for Danielson to have won. So they'll have a third match at Revolution. Probably. Or this thing is literally just going to go somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes. It's going to be off the chart bomb bomb burner, something akin to what we saw with the Fatal 4-Way, just balls to the wall. It's going to be freaking great, and the judges will just be an afterthought. And also, I I reckon one of the judges will be one of the Young Bucks. Probably not, because... Matt Jackson's tested for COVID. Uh, oh, did not know that. Yes, that bit on news today. Uh, so maybe not. Maybe not Young Bucks. May, maybe. Maybe bit of Adam Cole. Um, Adam uh, Cole. Or maybe. Or maybe. Or maybe the redacted era um, with uh, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, and good old Bobby Fish. Yeah. Oh, actually, on that note, um, I know everyone's talking about like what are they going to call themselves, like undisputed or something. Kyle O'Reilly in his promo backstage with Adam Cole, which, by the way, AEW does a better job of WWE continuity than WWE does, for the record. He specifically used the word paragon in that promo, like referring to them as like being a paragon. And I'm thinking, that could be a cool name for a group, that, the paragon. It's something different, but it flows quite well. I need something that I need something that's a bit more final, like undisputed. I mean, that like it was a perfect name. It was a perfect faction. I mean, we'll just call it disputed. We'll just we'll just <laughs> call it the ultimate ultimate un- un- generation un- undisputable. The ultimate timeline. There we go. Done. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what was I saying? But yeah. So I re- okay. Well, I'll put it this way: a judge probably would have been what aligned with the super elite. Because they are mm. against Paige. Logically, I would almost say make Omega mm. one of them, but he he ain't gonna be I, around for a while. I'm I'm not I think the 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 elite are probably gonna be a bit more kind of hands-offish with Paige right now, because obviously mm. the way the way full gear went with the unbucks going, yep, yeah, your time, do the buck shot on Kenny. Mm. I can't imagine them now just suddenly turn around and go, oh, wait a minute, now you can't have the belt now. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine they will keep their distance until it is time for them to cross paths again. I can't see it happening. Mm. I can't see it happening. I just, it'll either, it'll either be, oh, heck, it might be some surprise free agents. You could have Jonathan Gresham from Ring of Honor just turning up. Gargano? Yeah. Gargano as well. Uh, you know, well, actually, that considering he's got his... Dan Housen. Uh, ter- Dan Housen as well. <laughs> considering considering Gresham's got his Terminus show coming up this month, mm. I wouldn't put it past AEW to do a little bit of cross-promotion. Maybe. Oh, oh wait. Hang on. Hang on. B- breaking news from the chat, apparently, from, from Matty Boo Twitches. 
Uh, Matty uh, Boone has said, hey guys, do you know William Regal got released today? Gonna be honest, I did not. And I'm also, hi to you too. Qu- um, so, well, Ian, I'll let you look oh, that up for a second. But the NXT cuts. Two seconds. Oh my, right. We have, we have oh, okay. Wait, NXT. Uh, <laughs> oh this happened, right. hang on, two seconds. I'm reading this now. This but is I don't, from, I'll, I'll let you read and I'll, I'll fill for time for a second. So, when it comes okay. to other things potentially on the AEW front, judges-wise, might be some free agents that have happened recently. Tony Khan also said that his dream signing is going to happen soon. So I guess we will be finding that out in imminently. So, uh, Ian, what is the right. opening gambit you have got when it comes to potential breaking news releases? So, uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful on Twitter has just said, WWE issued Fightful a statement saying, with the continued evolution of NXT 2.0, we decided to part ways with some of the staff based in our performance center. We thanked them for their many contributions throughout the years and wish them the best. Um, the only name that I'm seeing is Road Dog. At the moment, I do not see any other names. I might be wrong. I'm just on a quick check. Uh, this is actually breaking as we're talking, folks, so we didn't have this planned. Yeah. So, well, you know what? While you're doing that then, mate, I will, uh, in terms of other AEW stuff that's going on, obviously they're, I say obviously, because you might have missed it at this point. We've obviously got Rampage this Friday, but there's also the Battle of the Belt show happening this Saturday evening as well, which is going to have Britt Baker and Riho, and I believe Sammy Guevara and... Uh, Cody Rhodes for the TNT title has been announced as a rematch. Ian, latest update. Right, so uh, I've just gone to WrestleTalk.com. They have got uh, an update regarding this from PW Insider. Uh, so uh, the PW Insider have confirmed releases of William Regal, uh, Rajin Sin, uh, Ace Steel, and writer Ryan Katz as well. As well as that, Sarah Cummins, who served as Senior Vice President Consumer Products, was also released. And yeah, Road Dog has been reconfirmed again there as well. Okay. So it so the cuts are to do with trainers and performance center staff. So at the moment, no talent. Hopefully that doesn't. Uh, hopefully that stays as it is, and we don't see any talent go yeah, as well. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp has also said William Regal as well. He's confirmed that on his Twitter. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. So we, we will uh, we will keep an eye on that as we're we're still on for a little bit longer here, but. Uh, I mean, really sad to hear, but in terms of... Okay, so just to try and analyze this ever so briefly. Okay. Clearly, this is still an evolution of the 2.0 element. And mm-hmm. maybe them wanting to perhaps bring in, for lack of a better word, new blood or just change up things. Based on the fact that, that Champa lost last night, and I want to say he put out a tweet that just said thank you or something. I think I vaguely, mm-hmm. I think I saw that. It makes you wonder if maybe this was kind of them thinking, let's get through New Year Evil and yeah. then we'll kind of change a few more things up. Well, that's kind of like, you know, almost like a chapter point, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I Basically, with Champa, either two things are probably going to, well, maybe three things might happen. Maybe he lets his contract run out of WWE and he moves on like Gagano. Um, maybe, maybe he moves up to main roster. Who knows? Again... Probably not the most ideal thing, considering how things have gone for main roster talent this past couple of months. Um, I mean, he's always wanted matches with Randy Orton. Maybe that might be a bit of fun. I mean, heck, if you're going to keep Johnny in WWE, DIY versus RK Bro at WrestleMania, wouldn't put it past. Wouldn't put mm. it past a good thing. Um, but no, uh, but no, I think we've had Samoa Joe. Even though he 
vacated the NXT title. He hasn't been a talent on air, but he has been involved a lot at the tryouts recently. So maybe he's the new wave of hmm. uh, of performance center staff side of things. I know uh, Scotty Hotty uh, stepped down from his coaching role at performance center because he wasn't in line with, he didn't really go with the changes that was happening. So yeah, it, it, it looks unfortunately like more in line of, no, we want it to be more and now in line with NXT 2.0 than with black and gold. And, it sucks, but at this stage now, it's not really that surprising. I I thought Regal had pretty much, pretty much done and dusted. I'm surprised Regal's been released. I thought he would have gone back over. You could have gone back over to NXT UK. Maybe, but it might also just be a case where, what's the way to put this? Sometimes change like that is needed. Yeah, slightly speaking from a little bit of personal experience here without trying to pull too much shade over on anything here sometimes mm. things have just got to change and whether you yeah. want it to or you don't want it to happen sometimes it just it needs to in order to move on and evolve to whatever the next form is or what you're striving towards as it were yeah. so it may, it may just be a case of that because given how long standing an employee that for example Regal and Road Dog have both been yeah. If they're both long tenured, one might also assume they were heavily involved in what I will phrase as the Triple H era of NXT. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing that's abundantly clear based on what you were saying about Braun Breaker kicking a giant X last night during his entrance, yeah. that era is well and truly gone. Yes, I'm just keeping an eye on, on Twitter just in case anything else pops in. Uh, that's cool. I think we're probably going to wrap up in a few minutes anyway. Yes. But um, but yeah, like I said, AEW's got some cool stuff happening specifically tonight, and then obviously Rampage Friday, then Battle of the Belts. When it comes to us, we will be back Wednesday next week. We will be live once again on Twitch at our regular time of half past seven, unless something else random comes up that none of, neither of us expect. And we will be discussing... AEW primarily on that show. We'll be talking about the Dynamite episode that is happening tonight at the time we are broadcasting and recording this. And no doubt we'll be talking about Rampage and the Battle of the Belt special as well. So plenty of AEW to be discussing next week. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. It's going to be a pretty stacked show. That's all I can say for it. It's going to be very stacked. And we might have to send for Hook. Hook. Mate, Hook has been amazing. (sighs) Mate. Every day, every day, Hook is sent. The day just gets a bit brighter. It's so good. It's also like, <laughs> it's it's just, it's so good. Like, mm. it just how could you not just be enthralled by it? Also, the, the Technique by Taz segment on Rampage was glorious. I haven't seen that bit yet. I need to watch. I haven't watched it, last week's Rampage, especially the, the street fight thing as well, but I will watch that. Uh, mate, that street fight is mental. Like what? The fair play to those women. Like they. Sometimes you have like okay street fight. I kind of have an expectation. They freaking mm. blew that out the water with what they did. It is, it is a sight to behold in a good way. Ho- it's incredible. I just hope it's a definitive end of the the Bunny and Penelope Ford against Anna Jay and Ty Conti. If we can all move on to other things now, that would be lovely. <laughs> But I'm Ty sure. But I've, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard very, very good things about the match. I will. Mm-hmm. I will be watching it at some point. I'll try and watch it before um, the next step. Next episode we do live um, tonight as well. It's TBS Championship Final. Uh, Cargill versus Soho. Who are you calling? Who do you think? I think it's Cargill. The it's, so, I. I. And no, no, go on. I'll let you finish your thought. Then I'll say it's my like. Thought. It's like. 
she, it's like Cargill is a home is technically an AEW homegrown talent. It has a she has an insane win loss record of many victories. No, I can't do it off the top of my head. Um, I I I think they will reward her for for the sort of like the sports. I mean, her match with Thunder Rosa last week was really good. It, it's like it kind of played it played against it played with what Jade was good as as a wrestler and also covered up obviously things that she wasn't necessarily great with um but no i think she's she's had this was a one of her longest matches and it was like yeah she held herself a little bit they've now teamed up with Mar martinez mercedes mm -hmm. mercedes yeah, yeah, martinez mercedes there mercedes we go right way around right way around sorry you're doing it japan style surname then like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, that's the right. Mercedes Martinez. Mm -hmm. They've teamed her up with, with that, so she's like an enforcer now with uh, Mark Sterling and stuff like that. I, I, I think, I think Jade will win it, and I think Jade will probably eventually suffer her first loss, maybe at All Out. Mm. That's right. just, that's just me thinking. Latest news from Sean Ross Sapp. Scott Armstrong has uh, is among the NXT personnel cuts. WWE has confirmed to Fightful. Okay, Scott Armstrong was another trainer, I, I imagine. Possibly, maybe even a referee. That's the first thing I thought of, but at, at the very least, definitely personnel. So that's another person who is uh, yeah. no longer there. But uh, just to just to, re to reiterate some of the stuff that's come through on Twitter, um, it has been confirmed to Fightful, at least, that the cuts are not on talent. So okay. we shall see if that remains to be seen. Hopefully, like I said, fingers crossed, we don't see any talent leave today. Hmm. So in terms of my pick on the TBS title tournament, mm. to touch on what you were saying about the Thunder Rosa match last week with Cargill, I thought there were parts of it that were really good. Particularly, mm. there was one particular pump kick that Jade did that looked oh, brutal. Yeah. It was so good. Overall, I didn't like the match. I thought it actually made Cargill look bad, personally. Okay. Because there's an element... What's the way to put this? So, uh, uh, to make twitches in the chat, correct. I believe Scott Armstrong is Road Dog's brother. Yes, now that you mention that, I believe that is the case. Okay. Um, I think Cargill almost needs to be treated in similar vein to Goldberg, in the sense mm. that less is more. And I don't mean that as a detriment. I mean, from her experience, she only debuted, what, last year with Shaq? Yeah, and that was, what, around March, April time? Ish. I think it was. I think it was like the St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. Thing. So I think less is more, and if she's gonna win, I think it will be a very quick match because Ruby mm. Soho won't won't be expecting the ons onslaught that Cargill is gonna bring. That mm. said, when you look at the dynamics of face and heel champions in the company, you could argue Ruby Soho would be a great first champion. And it could True. be another way to elevate the women's division in another way. So I am game with either, but I know from the start I've said Cargo because there's a very easy tagline of TBS there and that bitch show, her, her, her catchphrase. But yeah. in some ways, I'm almost wondering if they might... Well, that's the other thing as well. Jade's undefeated. So mm. there's like a lot riding on this. But if they... If Jade wins it, it'll be short and sweet. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. It's like, I would say that Thunder Rosa gets involved because of last week, but then I think Thunder Rosa's probably being primed for Britt Baker program. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. It's like, it's something we'll talk about a lot with AEW next week. It's kind of like some things they, they still need to kind of improve on a little bit. And it's like, mm. I mean, the, the, all first things first, I think the TBS tournament has been great. 
so like good. it's it's been more thought out and given so much more time and attention than the Queen's Crown tournament last year. So it's already a massive win. Um, but obviously it's just like there are it's like, well, how does AEW build upon their their female talent roster moving forward? Because there obviously there's been some big news. Well, not stories, there's been obviously opinions and that from from New Year's, which we'll probably have to touch we'll we'll touch on a little bit next week, I suppose, as well. Hopefully briefly as well, depending on what happens going forward in the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, I think bottom line with TBS tournament, it's very, very good. I still think Cargill's going to win it. Mm. And I'd like, and I would like Cargill to win it, to be perfectly honest. It's like she, it's like I said, she's, she feels like a homegrown AEW talent. She has mm. a character. I like it. Ruby Soho's great. And I think if anyone's going to give Jade her first loss down the road, should be Ruby. Or maybe Ruby might eventually get a title run with from Baker or from whoever beats Baker. I don't know. But there, there's plenty more opportunities down the road. Indeed. And I think we're going to start to wrap up now, Ian. But uh, yep. I will give you one fun anecdote from the... Well, in fact, maybe one or two. I'll let you pick which one you want. Uh, from, okay. the, from the ludicrous amounts of Japanese wrestling I've watched over the past week. So I will give you a choice. I can tell you a fun anecdote relating to British wrestler Chris Brooks, who wrestles in DDT in Japan at the moment. Okay. Or I can tell you a fun... An well, I say fun anecdote, probably not so much for Kenta. I will give you an anecdote about Kenta in his match today at Wrestle Kingdom with Hiroshi Tanahashi involving a ladder. Let's go for Kenta, because I already know some of what happened to Kenta in this match. So, he's having a no-DQ match with Hiroshi Tanahashi. He gets yeah. out what I will call one of the big Jeff Hardy ladders, but to a Japan standard. The problem with the ladder, Ian, okay. is it's used to kind of put up all the lighting rigs in the ringside area in the Tokyo Dome. But it means you've okay. also got to reinforce them yourself. <laughs> oh. So he had to actually, if you imagine you've got the ladder and mm. it's got like brackets you have to like put across. They're not just built in as part of the mechanism. He had to manually screw in the freaking brackets which took two minutes at which point even he was starting to shout some obscenities by the sound of it in japanese and then he goes up the ladder and he's at the top about to do a double stomp on tanahashi through a table but then tanahashi gets up starts shaking the ladder and kenta does an incredibly awkward fall and face plants onto a trash can <sighs> And, and I, I've, se I've seen a brief shot of his face looking yeah, very bloody. It, the way I, I, I said it in real time as I was watching it on Twitter, I literally had vibes of Joey Mercury at the Armageddon pay-per-view of the ladder because there was just oh. so much blood. I don't know how his face is, but that moment... Strigger on Twitter, who's someone I follow who covers Japanese wrestling as such, a good, good, mm. good friend based in Germany, he kind of summed it up best in saying something to the effect of, I've never seen a ladder spot start that that I knew from the before it happened it was gonna go wrong. Like you just kind of knew it was something to that effect. You just you knew something bad was gonna happen, and yeah, and yeah, it it was a moment. I won't spoil the result or anything, but that was look it up on Twitter. It, it's quite the moment. But um, but yeah. So there you go. Uh, the, the other random fun thing I'll just tell you. Well, why not quickly? Chris Brooks. Uh, wrestled someone dressed as a giant cat. As you do. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> mm. 
So on that note, everybody, we will wrap up. I'm just going to quickly refresh Twitter and see if there's any other news. No, not... I've been refreshing Twitter as well. Yeah, cool. Okay. In that case, then, we shall wrap up. But thank you very much for watching and or listening today. If you want to find out more about Bunkerzilla and Bunkermania, of course, you can follow Bunkerzilla at Bunkerzilla UK on Twitter and search for the Stomping Grounds Facebook page on the old Facebook as well. And of course, if you're watching the replay on the YouTube channel and you've enjoyed this, give us a like. And if you feel so inclined, a subscribe as well. And of course, if you're here on Twitch and joining us for the first time, why not give us a follow? And if you feel so inclined, a subscribe too. Mr. Decadane, aka Ian Bolton, any other closing thoughts you would like to have before we close up here today? Well, we also have the email address, which we have now tailored for Bunker Mania. So send all your feedback and thoughts and all that to bunkermania at bunkerzilla.co.uk. Don't get it the wrong way around because it won't go anywhere. <laughs> Hopefully not. It's a bit more, it's a bit more direct. It will come directly to me and Jeremy as well. So we've got that as well. Of course, I do some extra streaming as well over my own channel, twitch.tv slash the decadane. Uh, my streams are starting up again from Monday. So we will be returning to the world of cops action man and the occasional episode of animated rambo and then yeah there'll be some new stuff coming on that channel as well we'll be doing a few more gaming streams and maybe some just some maybe just some random things as well um yeah it's like say goodbye to my background because it's going to be a different location next week as well <gasps> so uh i'm only going up a level <laughs> i'm going upstairs <laughs> <gasps> just, <gasps> but just you don't get to see you don't get to see for the benefit of our listeners listen to the podcast version, you don't get to see Captain Flight Puppy behind me. <laughs> He's ready for takeoff. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the name to be so direct. Sorry. <laughs> Captain Puppy. No, Captain I'm Flight here. Puppy. That's what you said. Captain, Captain Flight Puppy. He's here to make sure your flight is as comfortable as possible and also give him some biscuits and some rubs. <laughs> or you'll be a hecking concerned flight that all i'll say also before we say goodbye i am going to leave you with 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 the with the great happy news that we are finally getting lesnar versus lashley bobby lashley was so happy look at him Blah. he was so happy he was so happy he just he just went give me brock <laughs> only brock why not give me brock and hopefully that will haunt your dreams for the rest of the evening. But why not Brock? Give him Brock. Give him Brock. Give him Brock now. I don't know what to say. And to that's them. all for this premium live event. Bunkervania <laughs> <laughs> oh. Live, the only premium live event where we give you nightmares. And as Matty, as, as, as Matty Boo twitches, twitches just said in the chat, and I agree, gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before we say goodbye as well big thank you to Loco is great for resubscribing again you've been subscribing for 15 months thank you so much lovely um, but yes uh, maybe maybe we should just let's just all just enjoy Captain Flight Puppy just behind me going don't worry I'll look after you squirrel what does Captain Flight Puppy <laughs> think is going to happen in Danielson v Page tonight I don't know but I'm going to do an overpass flight <laughs> This premium live event has come to an end. <laughs> <laughs>
Ah, oh, folks, thank you very much for watching and or listening to that. It has been great fun. From myself, Jeremy Graves, from him, the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton. You've been watching Bunker Mania here on Bunkerzilla UK. Until next time, signing out and talk to you Wednesday next week. Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkazilla originals at bunkazilla.co.uk. Ooh.